Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 383, On Being a Rockstar. Hint, own it, by Nagar Fanuni of nagarfanuni.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. Hey, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from popular health and fitness blogs to help you optimize your health. Now, earlier this week, I was talking about friends and family and whether or not they support you in your health goals, especially. And all of this was in the context of one of the nerd fitness posts I was reading to you. And I happened to just stumble upon this inspirational quote that I think reflects what I was trying to say perfectly. Quote, a friend is one who sees through you and still enjoys the view. Wilma asking us. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, definitely check out episodes 381 and 382. That'll catch you up. Now, really quickly, if you want to help support the five shows in our network, come by oldpodcast.com slash support. We have a bunch of ways you can help out, and most of them are free. I thank you in advance for doing that. Without any further ado, let's get to today's post and start optimizing your life. On Being a Rockstar. Hint. Own It. By Nagharfanuni of nagharfanuni.com. I joined a CrossFit gym last week. Yes, I do love training in my garage, and I actually enjoy training alone most of the time, but the truth is, I'm sort of lonely. Over the past two years since moving to Santa Monica, I'm noticing that I have a huge hole in my life where my lifting slash strength community used to be. I crave group energy. I want to be pushed. I'm ready for someone else to tell me what to do instead of always writing my own workouts. So I joined this great gym in Venice, and went in last week for my initial assessment, including a baseline bodyweight workout in which I was tasked with doing the following as quickly as possible. A 400-meter run, 40 squats, 30 sit-ups, 20 push-ups, and 10 pull-ups. I finished in just under seven minutes without using any modifications, unassisted everything, or unbroken sets. And as it turns out, I'm already third in pull-ups on the leaderboard. Yay! When the coach gave me that news, He also called me a rock star. 
and other such amiable terms. So of course, I deflected the praise, abased my physical prowess, and downplayed my overall performance because I'm new to CrossFit, so I'm probably going to suck, right? Yeah, no. Instead, I beamed with pride and simply said thank you before running home to share the news with my husband. The thing is, I earned that feeling of accomplishment. I worked for those pull-ups. I owe it to myself to actually believe this guy when he calls me a rock star, rather than qualify my performance in an effort to be quote-unquote humble. This kind of behavior didn't come naturally to me. In fact, I have caught myself on several occasions qualifying, abasing, and belittling so many of my impressive skills and abilities. Over time, and with much practice, I finally come to a place where statements such as these don't exist in my vernacular. Quote, It might not seem like a lot to other people, but for me, it's a huge achievement. I know it's not that impressive, but it's a step in the right direction. It's only one pull-up, but it's progress for me. I made some progress, but I'm still not as strong or fast or as smart or as successful or as talented as other people. Any of that sound familiar? Ever find yourself qualifying your accomplishments and simultaneously putting yourself down? Do you feel the need to explain that while you've earned accomplishments, they aren't that grand in comparison to others? Like I said, I've done it. I've deflected compliments, shrugged off praise, talked about my victories with a hint of abasement. But can we please stop? Seriously, can we? The thing is, most of us don't feel comfortable simply saying we did something worth noting without tailing it with a downgrading qualifier of some sort. And rather than serving us, it's actually stealing from us and everyone else. But does being proud of my accomplishments make me a brag? Many of us are afraid that if we don't qualify our brags, we'll be seen as arrogant or narcissistic. We're afraid we'll be judged for owning our rock star status, and I get that. In our society, humility is a more admirable quality, which often leads us to downplay the importance of our efforts. And while it's quite normal to want to be seen as humble rather than cocky, diminishing our own success might not be the best way to go about it. Ultimately, when we abase ourselves, we don't actually accomplish what we think we're accomplishing. Instead, we wind up making other people feel uncomfortable. What if I'm just not comfortable saying nice things to myself or about myself? Secondarily, and likely more destructively, many of us are so accustomed to speaking to ourselves negatively that we don't even notice we're doing it. We are so comfortable with the constant disavowing voice in our head that we don't realize we're robbing ourselves of celebrating our accomplishments. Qualifying, comparing, downplaying, and negating our victories takes from us the opportunity to bask in the warmth of our own success. And when we can't see our victories for what they are, we will continue to feel not good enough. While it might seem harmless and even preferred to belittle our efforts, we're missing out on so much when we do this. We're missing out on the incredible feelings of accomplishment and pride. Not only that, but we're likely deterring ourselves from further progress. Those positive feelings that come with honoring our own accomplishments will actually help spur more creativity and more drive to facilitate more progress and deepen our impact. Feeling the success, owning it, embodying it, this will only help us further manifest it. And can you imagine how much putting that positive and productive energy out into the universe will ripple and expand? It's not just for you, it's for all of us. If you always downplay your progress, how far do you think that will take you? If you're constantly comparing yourself to others and what they've accomplished, how will you ever forge your own path? My challenge to you this week 
is to take genuine pride in your progress, fighting the little voice in your head that wants to scream, it's not enough. I want you to practice feeling more comfortable saying nice things to and about yourself, allowing yourself to fully embody your talents and celebrate your success. I want you to give yourself a big effing pat on the back without qualifying or abasing your efforts. Because the truth is, sometimes you're just a mother effing rock star. Own that. If it feels uncomfortable, that's good. Sit with that discomfort. Get intimate with it. And then pass that energy on. You just listened to the post titled On Being a Rock Star. Hint, own it. By Nighar Fanuni of nigharfanuni.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ms. Finuti is absolutely right when she was talking about negative thoughts. Most of the thoughts that bounce around our heads each and every day are negative. Psychologists are finding that even for non-depressed adults, about two-thirds, 67 to 75% of one's daily thoughts are self-critical or are negative. This means we're constantly telling ourselves how not so great we are, how we're a disappointment to ourselves, you name it. So is it possible to flip that script a little bit? I wouldn't say we need 100% of our thoughts each day being constantly positive. I would say that's highly unrealistic. But what if even just 1% of those thoughts became more positive? So instead of, let's say, 67% of our thoughts each day being negative, only 66% are. Would that make any difference? I don't know, but it would be a starting point. What's now 66% of our thoughts being negative, over time, could now go down to 65% and then 64%, and 63%, and so on. Once you get that momentum going, maybe we could push some of those negative thoughts out and increase our positive thoughts. Then over time, we start to see a significant difference. Maybe others start to notice this change in us. One of the best ways to start with this process, because you're probably wondering, well, how am I gonna do that? My thoughts are often automatic. How am I gonna make this change? What we're learning so far is one of the best ways to do this is to go ahead and keep like a gratitude journal. So maybe right before you go to bed or the first thing in the morning, have something to write on right next to you. You wake up or right before you go to bed, you write down five things for which you are grateful. They could be huge things. They could be the tiniest, littlest things like the sun was out today. Whatever comes to mind, don't feel like you have to filter any thoughts out. And if you can list five, That's a great start. If you feel like listing more, go for it. Now, doing this just one time isn't gonna help all that much. If you can do this consistently, 
ideally every day, but if not every day, maybe every other day, if you can do this consistently, it actually changes your neurochemistry. Your neurons change. The good feeling hormones actually start to change in your brain. And it seems to help to write these things down as opposed to recording your voice or typing things out. So definitely write it down, stick with it, and soon enough, you might notice that you're gonna start to own all of these positive things that's gonna become a part of you. Have patience with it, but we're learning through data, through good research, that this may help. Now, before I go, one last time, really quickly, if you wanna show some support for our podcasts, there are many ways to help out, both free and otherwise. Come by oldpodcast.com slash support to check it out. Thank you for listening. As always, thank you for being a subscriber. Thank you for sharing this show with a friend or family member. I'll see you back here tomorrow with a post from regular contributor Nia Shanks and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.